crisis is not over yet however we can draw important lessons about managing crises of this nature that could be applied down the road you're listening to GEP insights for intelligent procurement and supply conversation This is GEP Insights. I'm Paul Blake. Welcome to the conversation. With me to discuss what we should be doing in these unprecedented times in this series of coronavirus response podcasts is my colleague Vengat N, a very experienced member of the GEP team with a lot of insight into how companies can and should navigate their way through the coming weeks and how they might develop the tactical and strategic responses to the pandemic. So Vengat, welcome. It's good to be speaking to you today. Thank you, Paul. Happy to be here. Could you begin by telling us a little bit about you and your area of specialism at GEP? Sure. Um, Venkat, Vice President for GEP, co-lead the automotive and industrial manufacturing practice. I have led and been through several procurement and supply transformations journey. Looking forward to our discussion today, Paul. Great. Thank you, Venkat. So these are obviously unprecedented times uh, from what you can see so far of the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on businesses those that you're dealing with what are the key things that companies should have at the top of mind right now as a practitioner and leader i'm sure several things are on your mind you now address your immediate challenges the first and foremost is employee safety ensure the cdc recommendations are followed provide adequate infrastructure for people who work from home you know, provide protective gears and wellness items especially for people who are exposed to unknown customers and who work in distribution centers and very important create multi channel communication to provide inputs and receive feedback from employees you know and have flexible policies to care for the affected family members friends and community that's very much needed in the testing times so you're seeing the best in class organizations you're working with rapidly ramping up these kinds of internal capabilities are you sort of almost overnight absolutely paul you know irrespective of the size of the organizations many of them have implemented these policies while some have gone above and beyond there are a few who could take more precautions where the footfall is high such as retail stores and the online stores warehouses you know at few places i have seen they limit the number of customers who can shop at a time you know it's a good practice to follow okay so that all said what about the core business the business as usual so to speak um, as vitally as important as it is to protect ourselves to protect our employees individually uh we've also got to continue to do business so what should companies be doing at the same time as they're trying to secure their workforce to ensure business continuity you know not only our lives our livelihood is also at stake life goes on the the next thing i can think of is the continuity of supply followed by safety situation changes almost every hour and the cdc is forecasting that hundreds of thousands of people are going to get affected and it is going to be a logistical challenge for medics to have the testing kit protective equipment and ventilators you know there are companies who are extending olive branch by converting their existing facility to make masks and there are companies investing in making low cost ventilators and there is a lot of collaboration between various companies 
to accelerate the development. Now, some companies are leveraging 3D printing to develop masks. And one I remember is Copper 3D, where they have released the STL digital files and assembly guidelines to print masks yourself. Specifically for businesses, you know, I would say analyze the situation. It is important to consider your product nature, meaning do consumers continue to consume or replenish during this scenario? You know, essential items like medical items, food consumables, toilet papers, and the likes. Or is your product more like durables, such as home goods or automobiles? And, and accordingly, you got to tailor your actions, Paul. Mm. Mm. So one topic that's been regularly discussed over the last couple of years has been how companies need to be increasingly able to deal with unexpected changes in global situations, changes in consumer demand, uh, political and global trade rules and so on, the kind of things we've seen emerging over the last few years. Um, Not only is this situation unexpected, um, but rather than some tariff or political environment that has to be factored in over time, it's a major negative disruptor, an unforeseen and unpleasant situation. The idea that companies need to be more agile and more adept at responding is is suddenly being put to the test. Would you agree? Certainly, Paul. The, the, the notion that just speed and cost-effective supply chain are the best is being challenged. You know, what will be appreciated more in addition to speed and cost is agility, adaptability, and a common or shared interest throughout the supply chain will be the key. You know, here, what do I mean by agility is ability to react to sudden changes. It could be the demand or supply or any other fluctuation. You know, how well are we prepared? And and adaptability, you know, I, I mean, your business have to adapt to changing customer needs. You know, I'll, I'll give an example uh, before that, like, you know, the shared interest you know, between the supplier and customer also will win the day. You know, if you look at these things, some industries have learned and many have not. The example I was going to give was the grocery industry. Uh, The grocery industry has shown these qualities in the recent past. The way in which they handled the spike and subsequent response showed their agility. You know, the changing market space they are playing, you know, especially the retail space where online grocery was fairly a developing market. But in the last few weeks, there was a huge spike. And, oh, yes. Right. Yeah. And, and they were able to adapt and respond to the customer needs despite several challenges where there was no tested solution. No, in, indeed. So, understandably, there's been a complete breakdown in the supply chain for certain commodities. You know, the panic buying and, and the hoarding of various consumer products and so on. Um, that's been going on, um, this has meant the immediate supply chain for those has been unable to cope with that demand spike, as, as you said. But but what do organizations need to take away from this? Uh, constantly re- replenishing a, a massive spike in demand isn't sustainable, surely, but it might be also naive to assume that things will return to normal and stay there, or that this is a one-off or, or, or once-in-a-century once in event. You know, what do companies need to do to mitigate situations like this when they arise in the future? Sure. You know, the coronavirus story will undoubtedly add to our knowledge about dealing with large-scale supply chain disruptions. But the crisis is not over yet. 
However, we can draw important lessons about managing crises of this nature that could be applied down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, create a solid foundation by mapping your existing supply chain. Know your upstream suppliers. Know as far as you know the tier two, tier three suppliers as far as you can go back. You know, failing which, you will be at loss to even estimate a likely impact, and there is no way you can mitigate if you don't know what is at risk. Right. And and right. understand your real demand. You know, differentiate any spike produced by one-time event such as panic buying, which we saw like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay special attention to the bullwhip effect in which unstable buyer behavior is going to cause fluctuations further up the chain and that could be detrimental. You know, understand your vulnerab- vulnerabilities and take action to spread the risk. Check if your supply chains have dependencies that put your firms at risk. You know, one of my clients was procuring a flavor that goes in many of their largest selling SKUs. And the supplier could only manufacture this queue in one of their location. This was not known until the supply was disrupted due to Hurricane Sandy. You know, as recent as I admire Apple's supply chain, but it got exposed when China was shut. Of, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and identify your vulnerabilities and create a business continuity plan. And it should contain contingencies in critical areas and include backup plans for people, facility, transportation, supply, and importantly, cash flow. Mm. You know, and, and involve your suppliers and customers while developing these plans, and, and that will make it very strong. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned cash flow. Surely cash on hand has also got to be a key consideration right now, I would have thought. Absolutely, you're right, Paul. You know, cash is king, especially in this scenario. As the crisis deepens, constrained supply chains, slow sales, pressure on margin will add more weight on liquidity, and it is very important if your company is high on debt. You know, three key elements I would call out accounts payable, accounts receivable, and inventory. You know, normally the leaders of the company focus on income statement. However, in the current scenario, the focus should be more on balance sheet. You know, one easy and tempting approach is to increase the payment terms of your suppliers. However, you need to understand that your suppliers are facing the same adverse conditions. You know, the best thing is to have a conversation about the business scenario, especially with small scale suppliers and see how they can help or provide or, you know, in fact, like provide them some relief by reducing their payment terms. You know, be a good supplier and a good customer. And, and moving on, you know, you know, supply chain teams should focus on optimizing the inventory that includes your raw material, work in process, and finished goods. You know, take measured steps to focus on all these three areas and keep a close tab on the cash flow. You know, I would say like the another option is to explore supply chain financing options. You know, relook at your capital investment plans and see if you can convert your fixed cost to variable costs wherever possible. All said and done, this is a crisis and certainly going to get over. You know, until then, the ma- major goal is to ensure to stay afloat. Yes, it seems to me that good communication and collaboration between partners in the supply chain 
is really critical in order to minimize that negative impact now more than ever. So in your estimation, Venga, what are the best practices in that regard? Is it about constant communication? Is it about relaxing the terms of business, as you said? Uh, and if so, what are the longer term implications? Are we looking at a restructuring of supplier relationships that will that, that will go into into longer term? Yes, you know the the absolute partnership between suppliers and customers are needed more than ever. Paul, there is a lot of interdependence today between businesses. You know, DNB data indicates that fifty thousand companies worldwide have tier one or direct suppliers in the impacted region of China. You know, I'm just talking about one particular region to show the magnitude. And 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 what's more interesting though is. As you start look further down the supply chain, the second tier suppliers grow that number to 5 million globally that have impacted suppliers in that particular region of China. So in this scenario, the information exchange and mutual sharing could be extremely beneficial to all involved. Now, your behavior in these circumstances could structurally change the way you do business with your suppliers and vice versa. You know, it's a great opportunity to act as an extension of your supplier company by sharing information and resources, which in turn could benefit both sides. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Now, Vengat, procurement teams have had a singular focus, uh, which has been on savings and cost reduction from some time. You know, this was the genesis of, of procurement as an operation. But in more recent times, with the advent of new technology, greater maturity in the whole procurement profession. It seems to me that leading edge companies have started to branch out and look at more than simple cost reduction and savings and started to pay more attention to efficiencies, to supplier innovation, to mm -hmm. collaboration, those kind of things we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll be developing a more sophisticated practice, more sophisticated um, uh, operations for adding value than just focusing on cost reduction. I wonder now if that all gets pushed to the side. Uh, should that now all be parked, all of those new areas of exploration be paused and a refocus being made just to go back to the traditional heartland of hard cost savings? Yes, for time being, you know, at least until we see the recovery, and, and that's going to vary by industry and in certain cases it will vary by country. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say cost reduction is more important than ever. Um, it ties closely to the cash flow, which we talked about at length. You know, purchased cost at sup and supply chain cost are typically 50 to 80% of the cost structure of manufacturing heavy companies. You know, it is important for us to focus on your major cost items. You know, I would consider two sets of ideas. One, focusing on immediate action, which will help you to wither the crisis. You know, stop discretionary spending, freeze travel, hiring, etc. You know, these stop spending ideas are until the situation stabilizes. The, the other set of ideas are to focus on a bit long term, systematically improving your operational efficiency. You know, plan for supply chain and procurement transformation. You know, turn to digital transformation. This could be a better time to digitalize your processes, especially in your more visible and risky operations such as supply chain management, you know, leverage technology and data to make faster and more objective decisions. The fact is cost reduction and operational efficiency are more important than ever to improve your liquidity and stay afloat. Like somebody said, 
in long term we are all dead so steady your cash flow <laughs> and steady afloat in the short term yes absolutely and it may be that digital transformation is one way in which uh, companies can really uh, both invest in the future and drive hard cost savings at the same time. Uh, it seems almost counterintuitive to invest in a program, um, but the return on that investment could be very rapid indeed if uh, if done correctly. So there certainly does seem to be um, some important results to come out of all of this. Uh, I think the opportunity to learn what to do in the future in response to events of this nature um, coronavirus is possibly an example of an impact that has been predicted from, for some time, uh, but which may become more commonplace, especially if we go into global recession. Uh, we could see more political upset, more environmental pressures on supply chains and so on. Uh, so this, uh, it seems to me, has to be an opportunity, does it not, for um, organizations to put in place some significant changes as to how they respond to the unexpected to force majeure events and so on. Um, and so therefore, as unpleasant as the current situation is, companies must l- use it to learn how to best respond to such circumstances in the future. Yeah, you know, the modern supply chain has become incredibly vulnerable to this threat. And I believe there will be several changes to the way we design and operate global supply chains going forward. You know, it will force us to create a resilient supply chain. This situation was a great opportunity to understand the vulnerability, an opportunity to identify the bottleneck and potential log jams which you could face and, and utilize it to build a resilient network. You know, I would say the promising characteristics of resilient supply chain are having adequate and balanced redundancy, visibility, flexibility, collaboration, and control. You know, these are a bunch of words. Let me explain a bit without getting into too much of details. You know, what do I mean by redundancy is having multiple sources and excess inventory, and this could be detrimental to your profit. But however, that's where, you know, I want to say we need to find a balance. And and, um, the next is visibility, you know, ability to track what is going on or even better, what is coming will be a game changer. You know, monitor the flow of material, supplier performance, end user consumption, you know, anything which can generate data. uh, If we can create a meaningful information, those should be monitored. And, And this is a big part of digital transformation, which happens here at this moment, right? And, and flexibility, um, you know, capability to adapt quickly to changing scenarios, you know, be it disruptions or demand fluctuations or supply fluctuations, you need to, you need to be your processes, your, your, your entire operations, as much as it could be, we have to be more flexible. Collaboration between your suppliers and customers, um, that could be, that could be uh, very detrimental uh, for your uh, resilient supply chain. And lastly, the control, which is the ability to monitor and manage risks across the supply chain, you know, the robustness of your policies. Um, it's, it's impossible to anticipate the arrival of global crisis, such as the coronavirus outbreak, but firms can mitigate their impacts by taking supply chain preparedness to a higher level. Indeed. Yes, absolutely. We would all agree with that. Thank you, Vengat. And thank you so much for your time and for your very interesting insights today. Thanks for having me, Paul. Hopefully, you know, we stay together and get out of this crisis as soon as possible. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Thank you again. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of GP Insights, our coronavirus response specials. And look forward to welcoming you to the conversation next time. <music>